Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Big Game Boomer. Hope you all doing well. Make sure you uh, hit hit that subscribe button for us. Do us a favor. I'm here with Courtney Hall today. Courtney, how you doing? Doing great. Very excited to be here. Yes, and we have a very special guest with us today. Um, he's the 2021 MAC Head Coach of the Year, Northern Illinois Head Coach Thomas Hammock. Coach, how's it do? How, how's it going? Thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan. Uh, anybody that spends a lot of time uh, working on college football, uh, and now you start see I see more basketball content. Uh, it's yeah. that time of year. Uh, yeah. But obviously, you spend a lot of time putting things together, and uh, you know people don't always have to agree. But I appreciate the effort and the work that you put in uh, for college athletics. I appreciate that. It's. Uh... It's fun. I mean, it's fun covering you guys. I know it's a grind and, uh, you know, I feel like those lists and rankings, they're really out there for fun. And it, I, I mean, it's funny how many coaches and players just love kind of talking about them and it, it, it gets conversations going for sure. Um, but we've definitely had our, had our fun over this last season. You've had a lot of fun as well. <laughs> I, I have. The, it, was, uh, it was a good yes. year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that. So you guys go, 0-6 in 2020, and which is just a crazy year with COVID and all the just the craziness. And then you come back and you you win the MAC. Um, you go nine and five. And so I remember it was week one when you guys were playing Georgia Tech. And I I wasn't watching the game at first. I was, you know, I was I think I was watching Georgia Clemson, and I'm just keeping track of the score. And I see, you know, that game getting closer and closer. And at the very end. When, when you guys score and go for two and win, um, I was like, this head coach has some guts right here. Um, so, you know, amazing turnaround. What kind of approach did you take to instill this turnaround, you know, to go from 0-6 to winning the MAC uh, in one year? Yeah, you know, um, you know, the best advice I got from uh, a mentor of mine that I really respect is uh, when I took the job, he said, Thomas, understand something. Uh, year two will be your toughest year. Uh, and I, I didn't understand it at the time. Uh, but what he meant was, obviously, when you're trying to build a program and, and change the culture and, and, and change uh, pieces to the puzzle uh, that's in the program, there's going to be some resistance. And, you know, I kind of anticipated that. I expected that. Uh, but we had to continue to move forward. Uh, I thought we recruited well as a staff. I think we had 11 or 12 true freshmen play in 2020. Uh, so we knew we would take our growing pains. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we felt like this would pay dividends in the long in the long term. And uh, those guys learned, they grew, uh, they bonded, uh, they went to work in the offseason. And then 2021 happened, and obviously the Georgia Tech game uh, gave us a lot of momentum, uh, yeah. a lot of confidence, a lot of belief. And in the offseason, I talked to the guys. I felt like, you know, we had a chance to be the best team in the MAC uh, until proven otherwise. And um, I think that took the pressure off of guys that they can go out there and play. And uh, we, 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 started, we started fast, and, and we finished strong in the MAC championship game. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you beat Kent State that uh, that crazy game against Buffalo when you clinched the MAC West. Um, it, it went into overtime. That was uh, that was a wild game. Um, that was awesome to see you guys win that one. But yeah, just huge turnaround. And uh, yeah, it impressed me. Yeah, you know the big thing. Uh, 
that was hard for us is in 2020, we played six games. Uh, and then 2021, we played, we went back to a full schedule. Uh, by the time we got to that Buffalo game, we were running on fumes. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we were just trying to clinch it as quickly as possible uh, to get to the MAC championship game uh, and then have an opportunity to play that game. But, uh, you know, every game was tough. Every game was tightly contested, uh, one possession games uh, until we got to the championship game. And, the way our kids battled and hung in there week in and week out, uh, you know, was a tremendous effort uh, by everybody involved. No doubt. No doubt. For sure. So, Coach, you mentioned – I'm sorry, I, I want to jump in really quick because, Coach, you mentioned your mentors, um, and that kind of brings up your coaching history and your coaching tree. And um, one thing I wanted to ask about was, you know, you talked about having to face this adversity in your second year. It's not the first – experience you've had with adversity. Uh, you were on staff with Wisconsin during kind of a, an uncertain time where I think you were under uh, Brett Bielema. And then from there, you had an interim coach. Then from there, I believe it was Coach Anderson. And then after that, you had another interim coach. Um, how did that experience, do you think, translate into your first few years here at NIU? And, and what, I mean, what do you think kind of did you learn to help prepare you for the experience now of being a head coach? Well, I think uh, every opportunity you get in this coaching profession, you have to take something from it uh, and grow. Uh, Brett Bilmer uh, was a coach who was a defensive coordinator when I was a GA. Uh, so I've known him my whole coaching career. Uh, he hired me at Wisconsin. We had a great run, won some championships, uh, went to a couple of Rose Bowls. Uh, but then when he went to Arkansas, he asked me to go. Uh, and, and when I tried to start explaining uh, going to Arkansas to my wife, um, you know, she really wasn't trying to hear that. So she, she wasn't trying to hear that. So I had to I had to figure out, um, you know, what was the best uh, course of action for me and my family. Um, you know, Arkansas was a great opportunity for me, uh, you know, coaching wise and being under a guy that I've known my whole coaching career. Um, but, you know, the timing wasn't right for us. And so having an opportunity to stay uh, at Wisconsin, uh and work under Coach Alvarez, who I GA for uh, in the Rose Bowl game, uh, and then under Gary Anderson, who I who I think the world of. It was a it was a great learning experience and helped me in my career as far as my style and personality. Because Brett Bilmer is obviously a lot different from Gary Anderson, and uh, just being able to 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 meld uh, together uh, different things that I've learned from different coaches along the way, along with Barry Alvarez, John Harbaugh, Joe Novak. Uh, Tim Brewster. I mean, all those guys I've tried to uh, meld into my philosophy of doing it uh, the way that I think is best. Yeah, I sit here and say times of uncertainty and y'all were playing in the Rose Bowl and the Big Ten championships during those times. So, um, no, we were good. We were good. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Y'all we were great. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember those. I remember those teams. It just was a time. So I guess you this is not your first time being successful in a time of transition then for sure. Um you also talked about, you know, you're melding all these different types of coaches together. And I know everyone says the word culture, whether it's Clemson or the SEC or the Big Ten or you get into Mac, everyone talks about how important culture is. And one thing that I looked at, um, one of your interviews uh, that you had with, I wanted, I think it's with the NIU group, um, like their website that they put out. You talked about how you were a two-time academic All-American at NIU and you you talk to your players about how if you can't trust them to go to class, you can't trust them to make the play on third down. And um, that just really, 
I'm interested in to hear what some other approaches that you have to the culture for your team, because that was something that really stood out to me, that academics are important to you, and this is how they translate on the football field. So I'd love to hear, too, your other culture philosophies, because you're, it's like you said, your your coaching tree is very diverse. Yeah. So there's a lot of different types of culture there that you're that you're melding together. So if you had to, I'm sorry, this is a super long winded question, but how would you define your culture at NIU? What's what are the three most important things when talking yeah, think, about the culture you're creating? I think first of all, you know, one thing I truly believe in uh, is accountability. I think uh, sometimes in this profession, uh, people are afraid to say they were wrong. Um, and, and, you know, especially coaches, right? No, no coach ever wants to admit they're wrong, right? right. Yet yet we want to tell players to tell us when you're wrong. Uh, so I, I believe in accountability, uh, holding people accountable, uh, holding them to standards and expectations and making sure they, they are clearly defined. Uh, and that goes for coaches and that goes for players. And I think that it starts there. And then, uh, we talk about respect, uh, number one, uh, respect women, Okay, that that goes uh, without saying respect yourself and respect your teammates. And normally, if you if you start with respect, uh, everything else becomes easy. Uh, And then the other thing we talk about is being a complete student athlete, uh, doing things in the classroom and on a football field um, that's going to be conducive to you being successful. Uh, And we spend a lot of time with culture. Um, You know, we we in a session now where the offseason is where you take time to build your culture. Uh, and every year the culture changes, right? Culture is something that uh, is constantly worked on every day. And so we got some fresh new things that we're trying this year uh, with our team to see what sticks. Last year, uh, we, we talked about play for. Um, we wanted our players to understand you don't play at NIU, you play for NIU. Uh, and that just means a little bit more. And obviously being a former player, uh, understanding what this place has meant to me in my career uh, in my development as a man, um, you know, we want to have that same type of uh, development for the young men in our program. That's awesome. Do you ever do you ever show the players your old highlight tapes at NIU? <laughs> you know, uh, believe it or not, I, I rarely talk about uh, when I played. I got a couple. I got a. There's a coach in my staff. Uh, we played together, and he always asked me, you know, <laughs> why don't why don't you tell them about when you played? Uh, and one thing that you realize along the way is. Coaches, I mean, players don't care, right? If you say, hey, back, yeah. back in the day, I used to do this. Uh, they, You know, they roll their eyes. You know, they suck their teeth. You know, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I never I never wanted to be that coach to say, hey, when I played, I did this. You know, I just tried to uh, speak on how, you know, we can help them become better as players uh, and help them become better as men. And, uh, you know, every year that I coach, I'm a year further from playing. So a lot of things I don't even remember. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like, too. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was like, I'm sure they were going to challenge you if you say, hey, look, I did such and such. They go, let's see it now, coach. That's always the danger. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know, we didn't we don't have the uh, access to the video like these kids got. You know, they can have practice. They got huddle. They can put it up on social media. Uh, I think you got to go back to, uh, you know, uh, VCR tapes to get my tapes. <laughs> Hadn't been that long, Coach. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about some of these players. So, you know, you bring in Rocky Lombardi from Michigan State. Um, obviously, game changer for you guys. What was it like, you know, having him um, calling plays for you guys uh, under center this past season? 
seemed to yeah. be just a huge, huge game changer. You know, you know, the thing that's interesting is when we we uh, recruited Rocky, you know, I talked to him a lot of times. I said, Rocky, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. I know this is going to sound crazy, um, but we are a leader uh, at the quarterback position from being a really good football team and possibly a championship team. And so we laugh about that uh, to this day. <laughs> but having him uh, on our team, he's an extension of the coaching staff. He is a, a football coach. And I told I, I told him the other day, Coach Lombardi sounds pretty good on you. Yeah, uh, he but but he, he's a he's a coach on the field for the for the staff. Uh, we put we put a lot on his plate. Uh, he handles it. Uh, he understands it. He studies it. He's a pro. He's he's preparing himself like a pro. And hopefully I, I hope he gets that opportunity um, because I, I know that that's something that he wants to do in his future. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I definitely think he's got a shot. Um, definitely some huge games last year. And, you know, you guys, you know, what you were so great at is is running the football last year. You were fourth in total yards rushing, I believe. Kind of just a four-headed monster running back. Now, I know you lose uh, Jay Ducker to the transfer portal. Um, so, you know, he had over 1,000 yards. You've got guys coming back that are going to be able to fill that that void. Yeah, you know, I think I think we have one of the best backfields in the country, and I think uh, we played a lot of a lot of guys that were freshmen. Uh, we rotated them, we got them prepared to play. Uh, coach Nick uh, Nick McKissick Luke is our running backs coach, who did a phenomenal job uh, developing that group. Uh, it reminded me of a group that I had in Wisconsin. I mean, uh, when you got three or four guys that can play, uh, you you want to get them in, get them involved. Uh, we had an injury with Harrison Whaley. Uh, Clint Rakovich did a great job for us last season, and um, that really changed our season. Our, our ability to run the football uh, changed um, the trajectory of our football team, and uh, we feel like you know this year we we, we have a chance to be even better. Uh, we got some new pieces, and and obviously those guys are going to work. Uh, but understand that you know there's a great opportunity for you to go out there and make a lot of big plays. Yeah, absolutely. So you're definitely no stranger to developing running backs or even just being able to identify very strong running backs and turning around and, like you said, creating just an absolutely prolific offense using running backs. So for the sake of some of our high school listeners or maybe parents of high schoolers, when and I, and I know a lot of it's going to be academics and that sort of thing, but as far as on the field, when you look at a huddle tape and you're looking at a high school player since we just talked about, you know, we just got off of signing day, what are some things – that stick out to you most um, as a coach, just when you're looking at a, a running back's tape, like what are, what are like, maybe like what are the top three things that you look for yeah. when you're looking at somebody's film? Yeah. Just, you know, we can talk about all positions, not just running back. Uh, you know, when you're looking at tape, you're trying to look for some things that you can't coach. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's about the players. Um, that's the biggest thing I want want people to understand. It's about the players, and players win games, right? And coaches lose games. So um, you know, a coach like Nick, Coach Nick Saban, he wants the best players, you know, for a reason um, because they give you an opportunity to win. And so when you're looking at uh, recruiting film, uh, you, you obviously want speed, um, you want instincts, uh, you're looking for ball skills. You're looking for the traits uh, that you feel like can correlate uh, at the collegiate level. And, uh, you know, we have a profile of what we look for at positions. Uh, I took that from the NFL. 
uh, and we stick to our profile because one thing I've always learned is, you know, when you start making exceptions, uh, you become a team full of exceptions. And so we have profiles. We try to stick to it. Uh, I'm a lot more uh, disciplined on the profile than my coaches, uh, but I, I have the <laughs> final say, right? You know, uh, I watch every kid that we offer. And uh, mm -hmm. a lot of times I look at some of these tapes, I say, why are you sending, his, sending me this tape through? Um, because he doesn't fit the profile. So I have to ultimately make the decision based on our team and what helps our team win. And, uh, you know, the thing I'll tell high school kids is, you know, obviously academics are important, but, you know, be a great teammate, be a great player. Make sure your coach is saying uh, great things about you because those things are, are the things we look for. Not how many stars you have, uh, not how many offers you have, what type of person are you, uh, what type of competitor are you, uh, do you love the game? Do you love to compete? Do you play other sports? Uh, those are the things that we try to look for in our program. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. No. So, you know, college football, we've said earlier, it, it's just changing so much. You know, how is the transfer portal? Is it affecting, you know, group of five schools? Uh, is, it, is it the same way as, you know, power five? Where, I mean, I heard I saw a stat today that there's like over 2000 guys at the transfer portal this year. I mean, it's just it, it's completely changing the game. I just was wondering how that affects, you know, your program. Yeah. You know, uh, one way that we've tried to offset uh, everything that's going on in college football is in the recruiting process. Uh, you know, what you see is uh, a lot of schools want to just throw out offers. Right. Without building yeah. relationships uh, at NIU, we try to build relationships with the kid and sometimes uh, you know, we may lose out on some battles, but we want to have a get a good understanding of, of who the kid is, what he's about um, before we offer him. You know, and I think that's important. You don't go around uh, to every young lady that you say see and say, I want to marry you. Uh, you. You try to you try to date and, and get a get to know the person first. And I think that's important with how we do uh, the recruiting process. I think. Uh, you know, people are just throwing out offers and trying to get kids. Uh, you know, I, I always say the best recruiters are the ones that can walk away from a kid that's not a good fit. And and so we try to make sure the fit is right. Uh, we try to evaluate thoroughly uh, and properly and with the understanding that, you know, uh, some of the best recruiters are like 50 percent. They hit on 50 percent. Now, I think our program is hitting on a little bit higher percentage than that. But um, you know, you, you, there will be mistakes, but you don't want to, you don't want to take, uh, you know, bad people, uh, in your program. Um, because I think that, 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 that makes it harder. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And I know we've talked about the transfer portal a little bit, but another thing is the coaching carousel. You have a really strong group of coaches that you're working with right now. Um, how, what are some things that you do to make sure that, that they want to stay at NIU? I, I know everyone says, oh, about the checkbook, but what are a couple of things that maybe that you do, like you say, to develop your relationship with your coaches? Because that's another thing. Y'all are so successful. I wouldn't be surprised if people are knocking on your door saying, hey, we're coming for your offensive line coach. We're coming for this coach. We're coming for them. Um, well, the, yeah, that's a good question. Well, the first thing I tell them is uh, if you get an opportunity to um, – you know, better your family, you should take it. Uh, this is this is not a destination job uh, for assistant coaches, right? Um, because coaches, sometimes um, they get bitter. They, they look at what other people are doing. Uh, you know, I've tried to find peace in this profession 
uh, and be content where I'm at and, and do the best job uh, that I can do. But everybody, you know, my wife tells me all the time, everybody don't think like you or, or operate like you. And I'm starting <laughs> yeah. to believe her. Um, That's great I, advice. <laughs> you know, in, in 2000, I think it was 2010, uh, I wanted to uh, take a, another job. Uh, and my, my head coach at the time told me, if you interview for that job, you better get it or you won't have a job here. I chose not to go on the interview. And I said to myself, I will never complain about a job or where I'm at or what or what my situation is uh, for the rest of my career. I'm going to work as hard as I can work. And if, if an opportunity presents itself, I'll be prepared for it. But if not, uh, I'm, I'm going to be very content. And I think that peace of mind, knowing that I, I show up to work every day to work hard and get better, uh, allows me comfort. Uh, but a lot of coaches don't have that same type of comfort. They're always looking for the next the next thing. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, that's and, fantastic. Yeah. I would never want to leave working for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. You know, one thing I'm pretty honest. So, uh, you know, if, if you don't if you don't uh, mind being around an honest guy that that holds people accountable, um, mm -hmm. that that's that's the type of work environment that we have. Oh, yeah. Speaking of accountability, you mentioned, by the way, and I love this phrase. Uh, I'm going to send it to my dad. So my dad's a high school football coach, but you said players win games and coaches lose them. Yes. That's fantastic. I can't wait to to tweet that a couple times. You know, when I first when I first heard that comment, I was so pissed. Right. I had a, I was an assistant coach and I was like, that don't make no sense to me. Uh, but <laughs> as you move on in your career, you you really understand uh, this is a player's game and uh you know we try to do things to make sure our players are happy and and can go out there and play the best of, of their abilities absolutely yeah. so with the accountability you mentioned that with your and i'm so sorry john i just jumped in on this but um you, you mentioned that you you tell your players like hey like call me on my stuff like tell me when i do something wrong uh and this may be a little bit personal of a question but maybe this past season or even in in 2020 is there a conversation that stands out to you that a player came up to you and said, Hey coach, this is, this is on my heart. This is what I'm feeling. And I feel like I need to hold you accountable. Um, I don't, again, that's very personal. You can no, it's, it's, no, that's a, that's a, I'd, I'd love to hear an example of that. No, that's a good question. I, I've had a couple of different situations where, uh, you know, a player said, Hey, I didn't like how you said that. Um, mm -hmm. And, and then I had to explain my thought process. I think uh, sometimes uh, one thing I've learned is that, uh, you say things to players and in your mind, uh, you're thinking one thing uh, with no no malice or, or, or you know, no harm. Uh, and they may interpret it uh, another way. And, and Coach Bilmer, he jumped me one time. I, I said something to a player and he said, understand, understand this. Right. Uh, if they only hear 10 percent of the good and 90, 90 percent of the negative. And that changed my perspective. Right. Uh, yeah. When you're trying to coach a kid and you're trying to get him to be his best, uh, you, it's best to be overly positive uh, and keep it positive so they can have a positive main, uh, mindset and, 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 and structure uh, to go be great. And, uh, you know, it, it's life lessons. And that's why uh, I enjoy this game. It's, it's always uh, challenges. It's always mistakes. Uh, but you have to, number one, hey, I made a mistake. I said the wrong thing or I, I didn't say that properly. Um, and then you you overcome it, and and that's kind of my philosophy. Hey, I, I apologize. That wasn't right. That's on me as the head coach. Uh, I'll I'll be better. I mean, I think you know that that type of accountability has to start at the top, 
uh, and I, I never uh, believe in pointing the finger. I, I believe in pointing the thumb uh, of what I can do better uh, to help our program. Right on. Yeah, that's spot on. It's, uh, you know, and you just see it, you know, just through social media, through your players, through your coaches, you know, if I tweet something like y'all all just kind of come together as a team and, or, I mean, you can just, you see that you see it on the field. Um, just how y'all all really come together. Um, you can just tell that you're re really building a strong culture there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, we, we got a great group of kids and, uh, you know, they are a joy, uh, I don't I don't wake up in the morning like, oh, I got to go to work. <laughs> I wake up and my wife like, what are you doing? I said, I get to uh, go to work today. You know, you, you yeah. get up at five o'clock in the morning and you you putting some deodorant on and some lotion. And she like, I can hear you, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I said, this is what I get to do for a, a profession. I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, being around players. They keep you young. They keep you energized. They keep you energetic. And uh, we got a great group of kids. Yeah, no, I've, well, I've, yeah, I've seen the videos of, you know, you dancing at practice and, you know, you know, we talk about, talk about swag, you, you know, you've seen those tweets before when you sent me that picture of uh, you with the Jeep. Yes. There it is right there. That Jeep right there. Yeah. You tweeted that out. I was like, man, this coach has got it. Yes. Did, you, did you drive that all the way down the, to the, for the bowl game or something? No, I, I was I was out recruiting, right? And uh, I, I said, I told my coaching staff, they gave me a yellow Jeep. I don't know if it's, it's my color. And so they was like, tweet a picture of it. They thought I was they thought I was not telling the truth. And so that's why, hey, this is what I, I'm driving. Now, everybody in Florida, they loved it. I said, this is an ugly color. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I thought, I thought they gave me some juice. Yeah, no, that, that well, made my night. <laughs> well, as another fun question, since we're talking about recruiting visits, one of the best things that you get to do when you're going out recruiting is like, it's a great opportunity to go out to eat, right? Like you stop and get a meal before you swing by somebody's house. Yes. What, like, what is your favorite? Like if you like, when you're like, oh yeah, I get to recruit this area because I'm going to go eat at such and such. Where is that place? Yeah, you know, uh, I always ask the, the local people, you know, what is the place that you can't, you know, they say, well, you need to go to Applebee's. I'm like, listen, no, I can get Applebee's anywhere. Uh, what is the place that I can say I had a great meal uh, there? And, um, you know, I've had some, you know, obviously some great food. I don't think you you build this type of figure um, with eating bad food. So. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, it, it, it's been, it's been great. And, and, uh, the families, they cook meals all the time. You know, the hard part is when, uh, you got two or three visits scheduled at the same day and everybody wants to cook, you know, um, when, when I was an assistant, I said, no, I'm just here and I can, I can leave. Uh, but obviously as, as the head coach, everybody wants to entertain. And, uh, yeah. so, you know, it's been a couple of times I've had to, uh, you know, make make a couple pit stops uh, <laughs> along the way <laughs> i understand well i can tell you just from speaking with you over this just this very short period that um you're just the way that you live and lead by example i'm not surprised at the success that that your team is having when you talk about culture you you live with your speaking and that's really i mean for me what stood out i know you said respecting women number one but the way that you displayed that is you had this great opportunity to follow a fantastic coach to a, a huge program. And your wife said, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And you, you know, you put your wife's needs and your family's needs kind of over your own individual 
at the time that looked like the best for your goals. Um, so again, like I said, that's just incredible to me and I cannot say enough positive things about you. So thank you so much for being on the show. John, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted no, to say. No, no, well. Coach, we, we know you're busy. Thank you so much for coming on. This was this was awesome. Um, yeah, we, we greatly appreciate it. And, you know, just keep go keep killing it. No problem. Go Huskies. All right. Go, go Huskies. Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> that's Coach Hammock. And that's well, he's this a cool is guy. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm blown really away. Cool I really... I had only known what I had read about him. And from what I hear, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. So, <laughs> so it was yeah. nice to confirm that that was actually true. So word on the street is we have another guest. Yeah, we got A.T. Perry. Is he in here? No? Well, let's uh -oh. see. I know he was. I saw him in here. Let's see. Uh-oh. Well, I know earlier I was having trouble logging on, so there might be there might be something funky going on with the stream yard. He said, ha ha, all good. He should be in here in just a sec. Perfect. So we've got so our next guest is uh, AT Perry. He's a wide receiver for Wake Forest, one of the best wide receivers in college football. Um, and we're just str struggling to get him in here right now with a little IT. Um, waiting for him texting yes, him right I would, now i'd say my my most overused phrase is that technology is of the devil so yeah and no, i will yeah. say this too i'm going to be a little starstruck so you're probably going to have to ask most of the questions <laughs> no no he he's uh, i talked to him last week he was excited about coming on um so we'll uh we'll, you know coach hammock yeah he's uh yeah, great guy. You can see, I, like, I've been following him on Twitter um, for over a year now, and just like what I've seen from him, he, he's just an awesome guy. And uh, you could just tell from that interview. Oh, here we go. We got AT. Perfect. All right, here we go. Let's get him in here. Hey, hold on, and we'll fix you up. There we go. Hey, all right. So uh, let me introduce you, AT. We've got AT Perry in the house, star wide receiver from Wake Forest. AT, how's it going, man? It's going good, going good. How about you? All right. It's good, good. Good. Yeah. So no, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Someone just said top two wide receiver next season. Man, so you just absolutely went off this year. And you, you know, you had over thirteen hundred yards receiving, set the record for Wake for for touchdowns for Wake Forest, fifteen uh touchdowns. I mean what what did you do over the off season that just you know your game just went way up this year? <clears throat> well, uh, you know, um, I just worked. You know, yeah. just being here for these uh these three years I was here. You know, not playing. I had those older guys in front of me. You know, um, it, it kind of humbled me. You know, it just made me rethink myself and like, what am I doing? What am I missing? So you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I made that decision going into this to last year. You know, um, last spring, you know, I was going to work really hard, work on the stuff that I needed to work on. And, um, you know, I guess that paid off, really. Yeah, man. You just it, watching you play, you just it looks so effortless um, just with your, you got those long strides. And it seems like Sam Hartman could just throw the ball up in the air and you can just go down and pick it, you know, like not like it's easy. I mean, it, it looks so easy out there. And I know it's not. But um, 
but so yeah so this last season i mean did you have a blast last season really just coming it was kind of your coming out <laughs> um i mean just that's kind of hard uh i i really just went to the season with the just the mindset you know of you know the games coming forward you know i had a plan you know what i'm saying i had a plan for each game uh you know I was gonna attack this person, attack that person, you know, over and over the season, you know, I built that confidence. Yeah. So. I have to I have to ask this because I'm not athletic at all. How tempting is it when you make like a big catch to just look at that corner, or that safety, <laughs> and be like, where uh, were you, it's, man? It's, you know, uh, <laughs> when I see the actually when I see the ball in the air, it's just like, oh, the ball is coming to me. And then when yeah. I come down with it and I I hear the fans, you know, scream and stuff like that, it's like, oh, this environment feels so good. So you yeah. just want to keep doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, as I made more plays, you know, it, it built my confidence. You know, as I got around other players, it built my confidence. So, you know. Yeah. If it, I, would, you know. I would be getting flags left and right. So I'd be like, <laughs> it's over for you. It's over for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now you touched, you did touch on your work that you were doing in the off season. You said you committed to working. What, I mean, touch on, I mean, were you working on like speed drills? Were you doing hand eye coordination drills? Like what are, what are, well, actually tell me the least favorite thing you worked on in the off season. Like what was that one thing that you were like, you know what? I hate this, but it's going to pay off. Uh, Just doing like, you know, footwork drills, uh, you know, it matters. Me, it, it burns, you know, I just, you know, it, it, if just for me, it burns, you know, I, I just, you know, that's, that was one thing I really wanted to work on, you know, just creating separation, you know, creating separation at the line, uh, you know, when you get down the field, you know, creating that separation as well. And also when the ball's in the air, you know, it's high mm-hmm. at the highest point, you know, make sure I go up and get the ball instead of, you know, waiting for it to come down to me. So, you know, I mean, those kind of bit of the things I really had to, to work on, you know, so. So, did you, uh, so your Ja'Cory Roberson, he's, he's, he's going to the NFL. So, so now, you know, you're kind of, you, you're the main guy now. So it's not, you know, you guys were the best duo probably, you know, in college football last year. Um, so you're probably going to see more, you know, corner with a safety over the top um and, you know who are some guys that you know that are in the wide receiver room that are going to kind of step up to to help you kind of carry the load uh i would say everybody you know everybody has a role in the receiver room um whether it's Keyshawn, uh donovan he's coming back jamal taylor or even the, the younger guys you know i just want to make sure you know that everybody knows what they're doing and then we all go on the field and we all make plays so yeah um, yeah, so I was going to say, do you feel a lot of pressure now being kind of the senior in the room, the the guy that everyone's looking to? Uh, do you feel pressure to make sure that everyone else in that room knows what they're doing? They've memorized their plays. They've been working hard in the offseason. Um, and if you do feel that pressure, what are some of the things that you're doing to kind of make sure that that your your fellow wide receivers are kind of staying on top of their game? Well, um, you know, it's no pressure at all. You know, they always have questions. You know, they come to me about, you know, certain plays, you know, certain coverages and what the play that we're running. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I make sure that, you know, the younger guys are always knowing what they're doing. You know, when they step on the field, make sure they, they're letting the coaches know, like, hey, I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm out here. I'm mm-hmm. going to make a play. So, um, yeah, there's no pressure to that. Even if it was, you know, uh, 
I could just talk to them about it, you know. It, you know, she just see how they're doing or how the how they learn the playbook, stuff like that. And if they do need help, you know, I'm always there. I'm always up for it. So that's awesome, man. So so what's it like? What's it like playing with Sam Hartman? Because it seems like you guys are really in sync last year. You guys do a lot of you know off season work, you know, running routes and you know him throwing you the ball. Yeah, um, you know, we we really made an attempt, you know, to get all the guys in there, you know, just making sure we all have the chemistry down. Uh, just me with him, you know, just my first season, well, second season, you know, having him as a quarterback, you know, the first season was kind of hard for me, you know what I'm saying, just going out there, um, my first season playing on the, on the field. So it was it was kind of me just trying to, you know, pick around um, where where he's going to throw the ball or where the ball is going to be. So I made an attempt, you know, just to reach out to him, like, hey, like, I want to work. You know, I want us to have a connection. You know, when you throw the ball in the game, I'll be there to catch it. Yeah, it definitely seems like he's got that trust where he can just, you know, throw you the deep ball and mm -hmm. he, he, he knows that you, you're going to come down with it. I mean, you can see that from watching your games this past year. So and I think that's only going to get better. You know, mm -hmm. I think I think it could be like you're you know, you guys could be very similar to like Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett this year. You know, that mm -hmm. type of coming back for another year. Um, so I cannot wait to watch your offense play. Um this this season i think y'all are going to be pretty special in that uh, atlantic division for sure uh, yeah. i'm excited i'll tell you my mother is a clemson fan and i love it when wake forest beats clemson so that's <laughs> i love it i actually i texted her today and i said i was like yes you have interviewing tonight <laughs> so anyway i'm looking very much so i'm very much looking forward to next season watching you play um other quick question, and I know you've you've been there for a while now, but you um, you're from Florida. Uh -huh. So what was it that sold you on Wake Forest? I mean, it's it's a little far from home. The weather's definitely different. Uh -huh. uh, definitely a different environment for sure. So what what kind of when you were being recruited, what really sold you and said, you know what, this is my home. This is where I want to be. This is gonna this is the environment that's gonna make me the best version of myself. Well. Um... What really sold me with Wake Forest, with, uh, Wake Forest is probably academics. You know, mm -hmm. they were high in academics, so my dad liked that, and my my mom liked that as well. And I liked it as well because I wanted to be set for life. You know, after football. Yeah, no doubt. Football doesn't. Football could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So I always have that mindset. You know, I want the education more than anything, and that's that's one of the main reasons why I came back as well because I wanted to graduate. And I wanted to spend an extra year with these boys, you know, I, just going through last year and how special that moment was. I wanted to relive it again. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you're from you're from Lake Worth, Florida. So that's down by by uh, is that down by Miami. Uh, it's by West. It's like 30 minutes from West Palm. West Palm. OK. OK. All right. So so I, I saw a really good article about you. Um, um, that, that, you know, that talked about, you know, Wake Forest, because uh, you were originally committed to UAB. Uh -huh. um, and then Wake Forest was like the only uh, Power Five school that gave you an offer until Georgia gave you an offer kind of late in the recruiting process. And how you've kind of used that as kind of motivation, um, you know, put a chip on your shoulder, if you want to call it that, to really go off and, you know, perform like you have. I mean, would you say that, that you've got a, that, that that's correct that you got that chip on your shoulder i would say that is correct um you know i really was hoping to get big time offers you know i went to a lot of camps uh you know my film was sent out to a lot of coaches 
And I was just praying and hoping that, you know, I get that power five offer, you know, take that visit and be able to have that experience. Yeah. And gladly Wake Forest, you know, they came in, uh, you know, they talked to me, went on the visit and I, I loved it. So, um, you know, I had made that decision and I, I feel like this is the best decision I've ever made. You know, oh, I yeah. a lot of yeah. things throughout my career here. And what's your major? Uh, I'm going to major in communication film studies. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was yeah. a I was a communications major. Yeah, <laughs> I want to make movies one day, and that's why. There you go. Hey, right, I live awesome. out in Los Angeles. Give me a call after <laughs> after 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 you're done with football, maybe a few years. I feel oh, like you're yeah. gonna have a pretty long run in the NFL. But. Yeah, I'm always jotting down ideas in my notebook on you know just some type of genres and movies I'll make one day. That's, that's awesome. so exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of just a silly question. Uh, but because you are so talented, um, do you have any game, like, do you have any pregame superstitions? Like, I mean, is there anything that like, you're just like, oh man, if I don't wear like this necklace into the locker room, I'm not going to catch, you know, do you, I mean, you seem like the guy that like works hard and that's, that's what does it. But like, I just got to know, do you have any superstitions? Well, I would say I always have to have my wrist tape and I always have to have my siblings names on them. Because okay. I would say they're they're one of my biggest motivations, you know, just my dad and my mom send me videos of them. And my mom actually spends more videos on my dad. You know, he's always jumping up and excited <laughs> about the stuff that I do. But, yeah, I would I would say my, my siblings are my, my biggest motivation, you know, just seeing them and how they look up to me, how they go to school and see their kids and talk about me. It's, that's, that's life. So I, I really love that. And I want that same experience from you know from all other kids as well you know other young adults and older older adults you know just be um, have that and that be motivation to me so that's awesome man that's so awesome. do you so you were a you were a three three sport athlete in high school basketball mm -hmm. uh football and track do you still hoop it up at wake or just coach, coach Clawson not let you guys <laughs> do that I mean, we kind of kind of did like a little intramural league, so I'm, I'm kind of like the coach of the team. You know, I had to, I, put it, I had to, I, I, I had heard to put you were good. In the last yeah. day. I heard you're a good basketball player. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I get down and cheeky on, on the hoops. You know, I, I, I put points on the, on the board. But um, yeah, I was I just, I just made a team recently for my uh, other teammates. You know, just the one to see them, bro. <laughs> Dude, dude. Oh my gosh. I love I miss being in college. I know. I yeah. I'm so, so sorry. Said, I mean, hey, it's college. It's college. Hey, no, that's perfect. This is the thing. Like this is how you know that like teammates actually like each other. Yeah, no, you're all good, man. I literally just got done saying I missed college because it's but, just um, one of those things. Yeah, he just he, <laughs> roommates are wild. You know, they come in, and they don't know what's going on. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I I played basketball in high school. Uh, I wasn't gonna play. I wasn't gonna play uh one year, but you know, I decided to play all four years. You know, I really respected my coach because he was there for me through football and basketball. So um, yeah um. I still play basketball sometimes, you know, sometimes when I go home or I play with my siblings back at home, I play with my teammates here. So, you know, I always got to keep it in with other sports. Yeah. No, I can't, can't, yeah. Can't keep the rust on too long. Yeah. Right. Hey, what, what, so, what's the, what, what's the toughest 
environment that you've played in in the ACC? I would say Clemson because it was really loud that game. You Death know, Valley. Uh, the yeah. first time, the first time I went there, it wasn't as loud. But when I when we went there and we were ranked and we were like, hey, like, you know, we're the underdogs. You know, we coming in here, we trying to be Clemson. It would got it got loud. It got super loud. <laughs> I, I yeah. couldn't even I couldn't even hear Sam snap the ball. So it was like, oh, I got to really? watch the ball. Like I got to watch when it moves because you can you know you can hear the cadence and stuff like that. But in there, nah. In Death Valley, you cannot hear at all. So our producer actually went to Clemson. He's pumping his fist right now. So <laughs> y'all gotta, y'all gotta get him next year. Oh yeah, yeah. And I went to Carolina, so I'm sitting here rolling my eyes. <laughs> yeah, we coming. Yeah. I believe in the, I believe this team. This team can do it. Yeah. No. I, hey, I'm I'm cheering for you. <laughs> you got uh, hired a new defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, talk about your relationship with uh, Kevin Wiggins, your wide receiver coach. It seems like y'all have a pretty pretty tight bond. Uh, yeah, me uh, me and Coach Wiggins have a very very close relationship. You know, I can go to him about anything. You know, we talk all the time, just about life, uh, about football. You know, just my career moving forward. You know, he's having all those all those conversations. You know. He's always he's been there, you know, from day one when he first saw me until now. He's always stuck with me all the way. So, yeah, I really appreciate him for that. I'm really I'm really happy that I have someone like that in my life too. Yeah, no, he's definitely. Just, yeah, for he, sure. he he's a person that gives words of wisdom. Absolutely. Well, um, and this is again, this is kind of just a more fun question, but we have to know your favorite place to eat, either on campus or off campus, kind of right there in Winston Salem, because you know, big game mover. That's his whole thing. I've got, I've got a guess. I've got a guess. I want to see what you say, At. Ooh, that's kind of hard. I think the, I would say Ryan's Restaurant. They have Ryan's. Yes, they have quality and excellent steaks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ryan's. See, yeah. Ryan's. I've never okay. heard of that place. Absolutely delicious. Because I, so I, I was, I thought you were going to say Putters, because that's what a lot of Wake Forest fans say. Is Putters is the their favorite place to go in Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. So, so Ryan's. Ryan's. Ryan's, Ryan's, to, Ryan's yeah. restaurant. Ryan's restaurant. Okay. Well, we got, I'll say my, my number two would probably be Camel City Barbecue. I guess it's right down in downtown, and it's actually, yeah, they got. I, I've, had, I've had like other sauces, but the sauces that I've tried here is all different. So when I tried mm-hmm. them all, it's good. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, hey, my last question is who do you got in the Super Bowl? Oh, that's easy. I got the Bengals. I Bengals? Have... You like Joe Burrow? You're I Joe do. Burrow? I like Jamar Chase. You know, I Jamar just Chase, watched, yeah. just watching them at LSU and then how they're doing now is that's for me. That's a motivation to me because, you know, for them to do what they did in college and then go to the next level and they do it again, it, it, it says a lot. Like, not many players – I don't think not many players look at that, you know, how how much their work got them to where they wanted to be. So, you know, I look at it that way. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely inspiration. Well, and doing it at a place that people said it couldn't be done too. I'm sorry, you say that again? Oh, I said, yeah, um, doing it at a place where people said it couldn't be done. Correct. No one thought Cincinnati was going to be the next correct, Super correct. Bowl contender. Yeah. So, well, awesome. Yeah. Well, cannot wait to cheer for you next season, particularly yeah, it's Clemson and maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> ready to championship. Yeah, 
AT, where, hey, where can everyone find you at on social media? Uh, my Instagram is alwaysopen.9. My Twitter is atorian underscore Perry. Awesome. Yeah, please awesome. please go give this guy a follow because uh, he's going to be tearing it up next year. And, uh, you know, we're we're saying it right now and uh, we can't wait to watch it. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, best of luck to, you know, we'll keep in touch for sure. Sure. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. Bye. Thanks, AT. That's a kid that's got his head on his shoulders. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's so nice to, and I wish I'd asked him more about his parents because it's, I'm sure they're, those are the parents that always show up and have the tailgate and invite other people's parents. And yeah, well, just I always like to hear about people's families. Yeah. No, the, with the, with his roommate running in, that was, that, that was awesome. That was uh, uh, good stuff. It makes me miss college. I gotta go to absolutely. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly so, as fun. Yeah. So yeah, great, great guest tonight. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we're gonna, so I've got, uh, you know, I've got this, this Wednesday, I've got a couple guests lined up for another show. Um, we're going to try and do this once or twice a week where we have some guests on. Um, you know, I, I think this is fun just to, you know, like my man, Josh Pate over at 247 says there is no off season in college football. Um, so you know, we're going to be talking college football. You know, we may get some basketball players on here. Some even softball season starts up uh, next week, so we'll, uh, yeah. we'll get some. We'll try and get some softball players on here. I'm a huge softball fan and college baseball. Um, That's so, the best way to keep up with all that is to make sure that you subscribe. Yes, yes. Please, <laughs> so please help us out. Yeah, please help us out and hit that subscribe button. We're new, we're growing, and uh, you know, we really we appreciate the support, and we'll try to. Keep good content coming on all off season and into the next season. So uh, with that, uh, I guess we're we're off. Y'all have a good yeah. evening. Have a